Welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. Woo! Woo! We're back on a Friday. It's I a- am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am Jay. Are you? Yes. I'm always just Jay on Freaky Fauna Fridays to go into the weekend of wonderfulness and joyousness. The weekend. The weekend! <laughs> I just thought of a really bad Your Favorite Martian song that is not appropriate for this show. My Favorite Martian? It's like, yeah, you'd like him. Oh, okay. He's an artist. Oh, okay. I was like, the movie? No. No, so who are we talking about today, Jay? Oh, probably some sort of avian thermal thermal vent glider. Yes, those are all words that do apply. Yes. I forget what it was. The Stellar Sea Eagle. The Stellar Sea Eagle. Oh, these are those big ones. Yeah, these are the ones that attack planes. That's a big bird. Yeah. Not to be confused with Big Bird. So this... <laughs> The sheer size of the stellar seagull is enough to make this raptor one of the most impressive birds in the world. Females can reach up to 20 pounds and have an 8-foot wingspan. That's a big, big wingspan. Yeah. Uh, They typically, like, they can carry stuff that's between 13 and 25 pounds. Okay. So they can almost carry their whole body weight. Oh, that's how they weigh? I mean, that's pretty. That's a lot for a bird. Birds are light. Yeah, it's a lot for a bird. Uh, so adults, like on average, when they're standing, they're around 33 inches tall. With but, an eight-foot wingspan? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But there have been some really large adults that are 41 to 45 inches tall. Oh, that's huge. That's almost four feet. That's almost as tall as me. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's at like, our, like just below our chest. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Imagine like, seeing an eagle that big. And then sticking its wings out. Yeah. I mean, like a 10-foot wingspan. Just it's truly massive. Yeah. So these guys are native to the northern hemisphere. Okay. And they're eagles. Yeah, they, they are raptors, yeah. So they got the big claws and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they are native uh, to the northern hemisphere. They mostly prefer colder coastal climates, uh, but they can be found anywhere. Uh, Andy... Patreon member Andy from Crypt of the Corn just had one in his hometown, and I cannot remember. He's a New England guy. Yeah. Is it Massachusetts? I want to say he's Massachusetts. Yes. Yep. Uh, but they just had one in their hometown show up. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, and they make massive nests. Uh, I need to look one up right now. What? Seller Seagull. I need a visual oh. on this. But yeah, so these guys are world travelers. So they've tra- they've tagged some of these Stellar Seagulls, and they've ended up uh, like over a year spending their whole life around the, the Northern Hemisphere. These so are the cool. same eagle could be in Canada, could be in like Maine, could be in Greenland, could be in Europe, could be in Russia, and then back to Alaska in one year. These are cool looking birds too. Oh, then they are massive. They do prefer coastal regions though. Okay. They got a really cool like black and white coat on them. Or is that what you call it? A coat? Well, what would you call a bird like bird's feathers? Plumage. Like- Black and white plumage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the name of uh, <laughs> plumage. Oh, it's really neat looking. Now, technically, they are not the tallest. So it's kind of weird when you're talking about birds because they are 
they have the biggest wingspan of most of the predatory raptors. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that aren't raptors, like, you know, like uh, condors and stuff like that that have bigger wingspans, albatrosses. Albatross, yeah. Uh, but the harpy eagle is technically a little bigger. Okay. But they have a shorter wingspan because they're a jungle animal. So these uh, big birds okay. in the jungle have a shorter wingspan. Yeah, to get in and out of trees and stuff. But yeah, the stellar seagull is one, of, like you said, a thermal gl- or therm- thermal vent rider. What's that mean? They can just fly super massive distances without touching landfall and stuff like that. They cross the ocean. So for a bird that can't swim, and they can kind of swim. Everybody's seen videos of like eagles in the water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They can kind of swim, but they're not like a uh, they're not like an albatross where they float. Yeah, they're not meant. for They can't a take little... a break on the water. Gotcha. But yeah, so they're crazy. Uh, their diet they feed on fish, as uh, probably the most common meal, specifically targeting trout and salmon. Hmm. Uh, they'll follow like runs and they'll follow the oceanic schools and stuff like that. So they do they dive to get their food or yeah. what? Oh, they do. Kind of like an osprey. Okay. So they're kind of halfway between like what you'd think think of for a bald eagle, which do eat a lot of fish, yeah, and an yeah, osprey, which are fish specialists as far as the large raptors. I seen a uh, last year in Minnesota. We cleaned this pike and we threw it up on the, you know, threw the guts out. Mm-hmm. This one was like big. It was a thirty-something inch pike. It was a big boy, and uh, you know they're still heavy even with their the the meat cut off them. This eagle's bald. This was a bald eagle. Swooped down, picked this whole thing up, and it tried taking off, and it got about a foot off the water. And that's all the further it could go. But it took that thing and went about I don't know, two hundred yards away, and then landed in this tree, and then started eating it. But it carried off this huge fish. It tried. It made it. So stellar seagulls will also eat uh, mammals, crabs, other birds. They're not above scavenging. And they're definitely not above bullying animals off of their own prey. I can see that. So uh, most seagulls seem to do that. Well, the bigger they are, the stellar seagull is the king of this. Gotcha. Okay. They are often will eat bald eagles. They'll body them. Oh dang! Like nothing. Yeah. Uh, they've been seen fighting with golden eagles, and those and are winning. Jeez. And they've even been witnessed to chase and fight off brown bears for their kills. <laughs> okay, so they got. Some cojones on them, too. Oh, I'll tell you about stories later. Uh, these guys have caused plane crashes. Oh, okay. Uh, what they do, fight the fight the plane, too? They'll land on the wing of a plane. So I'll just tell you now. Uh, especially in Alaska and northern parts of Russia, stellar seagulls are really scary when you're in a little plane. Okay. In a little plane, you know, 40, 45-foot wingspan plane. Yeah. Because literally Jurassic Park, like Jurassic World, the most recent one, had a video or a, a segment where Quetzalcoatlus was flying over, and they seen this big black shadow, and they're like, oh, that's not good. And then it lands on the wings and starts ripping the wings up. Oh, uh, okay. Stellar seagulls do that in real life. They actually do it. Uh, okay. They've known to take out, like, paragliders and stuff like that. They'll land and just start ripping the like w- ripping the wings apart. <laughs> that would be uh, scary. But there was a biplane that crashed because they seen, like, an eagle go over, like, huh, he's getting really close. And then they felt the thub of him landing on it. And he's sitting there, and he's pulling rivets. Out of the plane's wings. That's insane. And once the wing caught, you know, it ripped big chunks of metal off. And he's sitting there just, this stellar seagull's using its beak and its talons, just ripping these wings apart. Yeah. What, I mean, you imagine seeing a four-foot-tall eagle on the wing of your plane going, just ripping it off Tearing like a gremlin? Up. I would do a complete nosedive Well, or that's something. why he had to land. He had an yeah. emergency land. Yeah, that's insane. From a bird. Yeah. So these guys are crazy. So their reproduction, uh, they have a late winter courtship. Eagle courtship around the world is some of the craziest courtship. So bald eagles often die in their courtship rituals. Don't they grab... So they lock talons, and then they nosedive. 
And the plan is for the male not to let go before the female lets go. Sometimes, though, their talons lock and neither of them can let go and they just smack into the ground. <laughs> well, it's meant to be. Uh, they usually lay between one and three eggs. And they're a greenish-white color. Hmm. The eggs incubate between 40 and 45 days, and the female rarely leaves a nest. So some uh, eagles, you know, it's very different between species. Some share a partnership. Some are, like, some species of bird, like chickens. You know, you can watch chickens and stuff like that. The hen will never leave. Mm -hmm. The female will never leave the nest. Stellar seagulls are more like that. Okay. Sometimes it's been witnessed where the male will switch out with the female. Yeah. Uh, and it's more that she doesn't want him to. Okay. Uh, not that he wouldn't be willing to, but they, they are, both parents are very into the raising of the offspring. Uh, they occasionally have two and even three checks that are raised are successfully. That's really rare, though. Most of the time, they, each year, the pair only produces one viable chick, mm. even if they lay three eggs. The chicks are born with a white, silky down and quickly change to a brownish-gray color as they quickly grow. It normally takes about 10 weeks for the eagle to be a fledgling. And it usually takes place in August or September. Does that mean it can fly? Yes. Okay. So it's, it's starting to learn how to fly. Yeah. Uh, it takes them about five years for a stellar eagle to reach sexual maturity and full color. So just like a bald eagle, people know that like ba juvenile bald eagles have a brown head. Right. Even when they leave their parents, you know, they still have a brown head. But five years? Yeah, that's about similar to a bald eagle. Dang. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their status. So they're one of their... It's weird. Stellar eagles and great white sharks share a lot in common. Okay. That they are circumnavigating species. So that means they can each species will circumnavigate the globe in a year. Okay. So like great white sharks, for example, can end up in one individual great white shark can end up in every ocean in one year. Okay. Makes sense. Uh which it, that for research it's extremely hard to get a population estimate. Right, because they're all over the place. Like, are you seeing the same shark in Africa that we're seeing in South America that we're seeing in Japan? Right, yeah. Yes, you could be. It could be, right. So are we counting that as three sharks? We're we counting it as one shark. So it's, it's extremely hard. Right. Especially with juveniles. You know, older adults tend to have distinguishing features. Uh, specifically, you know, the great whites, they look at scar patterns and stuff like that. Because it's an easy thing that doesn't change. Or it's very hard for it to be matching of another animal. I think I just seen a picture of a whale. Like its yeah. tail had a certain pattern. Yep, they do that with uh, like whales too and stuff like, it's like that. Forty years later, mm -hmm. between photos. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of estimate their population is just around five thousand animals. Oh, that's not much. It's it's very low. Yeah. Uh, but you know, their only reason they're probably not extinct is because they are keeping. They have a very uh, high genetic plasticity. So what that means is that. They are. They travel so far that the population is constantly mi mixing genes. Okay, gotcha. That if it was any other species of animal that was more locked to the area they would be in, they'd probably be extinct, or, or at least extirpated. No, extinct. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they would be extinct. <laughs> Trying to sound smart. Uh, because the gene pool would just start would really really start filtering out really fast. They'd be uh, born with like you know six talons. Yeah, so two heads. Birds, especially large birds, don't get that chance to have genetic hiccups. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's about five thousand of them. Uh, so they are uh, they are red listed. They're critically endangered. Most countries list them as threatened or vulnerable, but they are on the red list, which is just a kind of a global thing that says, yeah, they, these guys are not doing very good. Let's start breeding these. I bet we could do it. I mean, if you really want to. 
Let's do it. You know, that'd be like the worst thing to try to breed is the, the biggest eagle on the planet. Not when they're on with our a sides. bad attitude. We'll be like those, like, uh, like the Mongolians where they have the eagles riding on their you know, arms and they Except, just send them out. Yeah, so those are, most of the time, those are uh, bald eagles, golden eagles, stuff like that. Yeah. This is an eagle that's the size of a, a, of me. a, a man. Yeah, I want, I want myself riding on my arm. I don't think you could carry them around. You know how scary you would be, though? Like, police come in, like, we're here to seize your property. And there's a dinosaur. <laughs> Get him. Uh, so you want some quick interesting facts before we end the episode? Yeah, some freaky fauna facts. So the Stellar Seagull is named after George Wilhelm Stellar, Ooh. a noted 18th century explorer and zoologist. You'll be hearing more about him in a couple weeks. Ooh. Uh, the Stellars are often are, are called Owishi in Japan and are revered and honored. Hmm. They are considered one of the largest of all species of eagle, along with the Philippine eagle and the harpy eagle. So the harpy eagle we talked about earlier. Yep. The Philippine eagle looks like it may be a genetic offshoot of the stellar sea eagle. Oh, okay. Uh, just a more tropical counterpart. Mm-hmm. A group of stellar sea eagles is referred to as a constellation. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, they are diurnal, meaning they hunt during the day. So that's kind of, you know, most it, raptors pretty much split down the middle, whether the diurnal or naurnal. You want to know what that one means? They hunt Probably at night. night, yeah. Uh, no, so they're day urinal. I it's, usually use a urinal at day or night. I'm both. So I'm going to try to read this. The scientific name for the stellar se- seagull is Heliteus pelicius. Okay. Okay. They are unique among all seagulls in that they have bright yellow beaks, even in the juvenile birds, and they do. They have they, really, really brightly colored faces. If you've never seen one, just Google it. I think like we, I said that in an episode before. Not maybe not on this, but because I looked them up and I'm like, I've seen these before, and they're yeah, they got the big yellow beaks. There's not many of them in captivity that I can even think of. I think Alaska has a couple of them in captivity. Hmm. They're not. They're they don't like captivity. Oh, I can imagine. No, no bird really cares for captivity. Right. But you know, Except eagles, bald eagles, are easier to keep in a cage than this thing. Dang. This is literally like. A man. We need we need some. This is a man with a switchblade on his face oh, and switchblades for feet. Feet, yeah. We'll train them to just guard our houses. They are often referred to white-shouldered eagles, and if you look at pictures up, you'll see why. Yeah, they have they white have shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> uh, due to the nets collapsing under their own weight and egg predation, only about half to two thirds of eggs successfully reach adulthood. Hmm. They have very very low success rate with babies. Yeah. Uh, stellar eagles have no natural predators. That's pretty sweet. And this probably links to, we've talked about with other species and stuff like that, of why their population is so low. It's kind of natural governing. Mm-hmm. If nothing besides, like once they're adults, nothing's eating these. Right. These things have been witnessed to bully brown bears off of their kills. That's insane. Because they'll just swoop in and they'll start hitting these brown bears in the face. Yeah. And keep in mind, that's like a fistful of steak knives. Yeah. If you can't get them with one swipe, I'd run too. I mean, they're giant. They're yeah. fast. I wonder if octopus could get him with doing that little I don't, trick. I don't think they'll win this one. Really? You don't think so? No. I think if it gets him, if it can pull him under the water, he's got him. I don't think so. But that'd be that'd be an awesome match to watch. I I mean, it, it, it's like a 30-foot giant Pacific octopus. All right. Well, we're, we're like 70. I'll raise a giant Pacific octopus. You don't even have to wait that long. You raise... Oh, you're right. You raise a... Uh, Okay, in 10 years. I was going to say, Giant Pacific Octopus only lived to be seven. That's right, yeah. In 10 years, we're going to have this battle. I'll raise one, you raise another one. I'm just going to show up pictures of like these eagles. and like. Why just, do you get the octopus? Because I want to win. 
Okay, so I had, I'm making the case of the octopus. You said the eagle now if win. it is the biggest octopus. Sure, I'm saying on average, each animal meeting. Well, you know, and they probably do meet in the wild. They might. They share the same range. Let's let's uh, let's make it happen. We'll set this battle up years in advance, and we'll have pay per view. So what's gonna happen is so you know how the the octopus catches the eagles yeah, as right. it waves that fish. Right. What's gonna happen is the stellar seagull is gonna grab that fish and, and then look down and see that it's carrying an octopus with it. <laughs> Just yank it out of the. See if it pulled it up to the sky. You're talking sky. about a bird that bullies. Right. Yeah. Grizzly bears. If it gets it. See, it could win. Grizzly if, bears are considered one of the nastiest tried to, like animals on the planet. Right. For just being big and awful. But octopus are very smart and intelligent. It's like a different spectrum of... We're very smart and intelligent. Mean and nasty. I know, but we don't but have suction cups overall. We're not going to win against a lion. <laughs> oh, I would. Oh, I yeah. would. You get me a spear and my mitts on it. All right. So that's been the Stellar Seagull. Really cool bird. Uh, one of the biggest birds on the planet as far as raptors go. You know, the only bigger ones you really are going to find is some of the ocean-faring uh, albatrosses and condors. Right. In both... Uh, sandhill cranes. No, this thing would body a sandhill crane. These things probably eat sandhill cranes. <laughs> but they're about the same size, right? Huh? About the same size, right? I guess height-wise they would be. Yeah. Poundage, no. No, I know. Yeah, not not even close. <laughs> That's like comparing... Sandhill cranes like paper mach- like a origami paper thing yeah. and, and then uh, i don't know what a stellar sea will be compared so to. that positive notes for this week's freaky fauna uh, yes. it's starting to get warmer out most of the places that the shows listen to uh you know you guys above the arctic circle i'm sorry it doesn't get warm uh i guess warmer yeah it does you know you it's can see relative. the sun for more than 12 minutes a day uh go bird watching this weekend and not like professional bird watching. Just go out and enjoy some birds and stuff like that. Here's some chirps and peeps. It's good for you. Uh, do you know they just did that scientific study and there's like memes about it. Right, yeah. Where they proved that if people spend more than 30 minutes a week with birds, it helps like with depression and stuff like that. We need more of it. We need to get back to nature. It's not quail, I'll tell you that. I like listening to them though. They're fine. When, but they're, I guess... when you look at them and you see how dumb they are, it's not what the birds are talking about. Yeah, I know. They're talking about majestic birds. Well, they still have a nice sound when they're not freaking out. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Do something kind for somebody else. Pick some trash up off the street or off the beach or whatever when you go out. Just pick some trash up. Eat a quail. Yeah, they're great for you. All right, I've been the Great and Powerful Mystery. And I've been Jay. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fat on a Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.